0: episode, we discuss the link between anxiety and a tight diaphragm and other symptoms that are indicative of a tight diaphragm can be heartburn, bloating, digestive issues, and even hernias. Stay tuned and thanks for listening. I'm Nichelle Thompson. Welcome to Everything is About Your Health, the podcast. I believe one of the most important things you can do for yourself is to be open-minded to learn to learn about different professions out there in the world that links to your health either directly and indirectly. For instance, I operate a manual osteopathy and cold laser clinic in Sudbury, Ontario, Canada. For those not familiar with manual osteopathy, it takes a holistic, whole body approach to healthcare. It uses manual, hands-on techniques to improve all aspects of the body, including the skeleton, joints, muscles, nerves, circulation, connective tissue, as well as organs. Internal functions like metabolism, respiration, and reproduction can also be improved without the use of drugs here at heat therapy holistically elite active therapy we utilize bioflex cold laser units to help accelerate healing on a cellular level it is a light based technology proven to be highly effective in the treatment of musculoskeletal problems and wound healing we have had many success stories with this technology people have avoided surgeries reduced and eliminated medication and reduced or eliminated all sorts of pain so please join us on this journey as we interview all sorts of professions and how they link to your health either directly and indirectly anxiety and stress are a super huge topic these days and i want to discuss the link between a tight diaphragm and anxiety and stress okay because a lot of people don't realize there's a correlation Tight diaphragm can actually lead to anxiety and stress, and stress can cause a tight diaphragm. So just to give a brief overview what is the diaphragm muscle? Because if you're not familiar with the anatomy, like most people, are, don't feel bad. We'll go over it briefly. So the diaphragm, you think of it as an umbrella-shaped muscle that's wedged right underneath the ribcage, okay? So on the inside of the ribcage, it attaches all the way around. It's a dome-shaped muscle. So what should happen when you take a nice deep breath in, and I'm actually going to get you to do this right now. Take a really deep breath in, Okay. Take at least a five second breath in. Do that again. Take a nice deep breath in through your nose and exhale. Okay, so before you dissect what's going on, I want to just bring awareness to the area of where you probably took your breath into. I'm going to get you to place your hand on your belly button. So just place your flat hand right over your belly and take a deep breath in again. my question to you is, does your belly expand into your hand or do you feel your hand move inward towards your spine as your chest actually does all the movement? So if that is what's going on, your hand is going in and your chest is rising, you're not using your diaphragm muscle properly. And this can lead to tightness this can lead to stress on other structures actually the imbalance of uh, breathing properly can create pressure even within the organs and believe it or not but um, this like other symptoms that are resulting from poor diaphragmatic breathing are heartburn bloating digestive issues and even herniations that result from long-term pressure imbalances in the body. Because you have to think, right, the lungs are on top of this diaphragm muscle. So when you breathe in properly using that diaphragm muscle, the diaphragm actually contracts, flattens out, so it distends towards, presses the organs down, almost giving them a natural massage because when you exhale, the pressure on that organs from the diaphragm is lifted as that diaphragm that is flattened goes back into that dome shape as the lungs exhale. So now imagine because of the stress that you have, um, say at work, is no different than the stress that we had, well our ancestors rather had way back in the day, when a lion or saber-toothed tiger or whatever was chasing us, right? The body doesn't have the distinction to be able to differentiate not-so-bad stress from bad stress, right? So if you do not do anything to counteract what is happening... Long-term pressure imbalances in the body that result from this improper use of your diaphragm can actually put a lot of stress on the body. It can even pull on the neck, resulting in sensations of tight muscles around the necks and the shoulders. And over time, you may even feel like you're not able to take a deep breath in anymore. So you should be able to easily take a nice super, super, super deep breath in. If you want to do um, even another test, what you can do is take a super deep breath in and you hold your breath. And if you can get to 30 seconds of holding your breath, you have like super strong lungs. Okay, if you can get to about fifteen seconds, your lungs are in good health. Ten seconds, you have normal lungs. So if you can't even get to ten seconds of holding your breath, that isn't uh, the best sign. So here are my suggestions for you um, to help, because um, um, you know, sessions of deep, slow breathing that can be an obvious one, right? But how could you get started on that? Even better if you're restricted in the first place. Well, one thing I like to do is create a peanut <laughs> with two tennis balls. So what I do is I take two tennis balls and I put it into the corner of a pillowcase and then I tie a knot in the pillowcase. So it creates this peanut shape. Okay, now I'm gonna place that on the floor. I'm gonna lie on the floor and I'm going to place this te- these tennis balls right between my shoulder blades so that my spine lies directly between the two tennis balls then now lying with my arms out to the side, almost as if I'm gonna do a snow angel. I'm gonna make snow angel movements with my arms. I'm gonna do about 10 of these. And then after I do the 10, then I'm going to give myself big hugs, wrap my arms around me, and then back out laying my arms on the floor, crossing my arms, hugging myself again, laying my arms over the floor, and I'm gonna do about 10. And then I'm going to do almost like I'm swimming in water. I'm gonna be moving my arms um, up and down Again, like almost like you're doing a backstroke is the best way that I can kind of um, explain that movement there. If you want to have a little bit better visual, you can actually go to my YouTube channel and just look up um, shoulder blade release with tennis balls. It's, I believe it was my third video that I released ever on my YouTube channel, so you would be able to look back at that. If um, you're not very auditory and you're having a hard time visualizing what I'm saying, Don't worry, I got you that YouTube video um, explains in detail what you can do. So why would this help? Why this helps is when you're lying on the tennis balls, that actually causes the ribs to be pushed forward. And when you're moving your arms, you're actually doing what's called mobilizations with movements. You're actually using and rotating the rib cage and the rib heads that attach into the spine in all different angles. So that when you breathe in again, you're ribs have a lot more mobility to open up to make it easier for you to fill your lungs out. So basically after each section, you go down a vertebra, so about an inch and you keep going all the way down to the bottom of your rib cage which is about your, your mid back. Okay. Another thing that you can do to help with the um, tight diaphragm anxiety, obviously, you can go to a manual osteopath, such as myself, or an athletic therapist, a massage therapist, or physiotherapist, somebody in your um, circle of. Of health that you know can help to release the diaphragm and if you're not sure just ask your healthcare professional do they do work releasing the diaphragm or can they check to see if your diaphragm needs work honestly these days I don't know who doesn't need work in this department and some obviously it's more obvious than others but I would say if you tend to be prone to stress and as a result anxiety really gets to you oftentimes this is going to be a very tight area for you so it wouldn't hurt to get this area worked on. Another good thing to consider on top of um, the deep breathing that we discussed and the meditation and working on the rib mobilization techniques with the tennis balls, yoga is also something to consider. So in North America, we've really taken yoga and made it more as an exercise, but really when it was created in India, it's all about Linking up your breathing and being connected to your body, so it's very much um, like meditation to the body. So, there's a saying that says, Stillness to the mind is like movement to the body. So, you want to be able to have control and awareness over your body and match your breathing when you're moving, say, like in a downward dog, you're inhaling, when you go up into cobra, you're exhaling, and etc. etc. So, it's a really good way for you to start linking up the movement of your body with the breathing help with them spinal mobility ribs like all the joints right it's just a really good way to go about loosening up your body putting some great positive stress on your body so that you can come down from that fight or flight, stressed, anxiety response to that more parasympathetic state, which is where you need to be in order to heal and in order to come down from those anxiety attacks or from those bouts of stress. One last food for thought um, that I want to leave with you guys is how do i how do I say this so even though i'm giving you guys all this great advice, obviously it's not a diagnostic tool it's just something for you guys to be aware of and then use this to look and do more research on your own because maybe this is just a stepping stone to get you to um Another level of what you need to do for yourself in terms of self-care. And maybe the practitioner that you go to discovers something else that you need to um, work on that would even help with your anxiety and stress even more. You never know. But just because you heard it here doesn't necessarily mean that is exactly what is going on for you. So just keep that in mind. As always, if you have any questions for me, just um, just email me. I leave my email in the, um, in the link description below. All right, well thank you guys for listening. Sweet, simple, short, sharing how there's a connection between the diaphragm and anxiety. Take care and have a good day. And that's a wrap for this episode. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast if you found it to be educational and know someone who would benefit. This is Nichelle Thompson on Everything is about your health, the podcast.